0: have also announced they have signed with a, and I don't remember the phone company, And welcome in everybody. Good Thursday to you to the Landry Football Podcast. I am Chris Landry. Great to be with you as always. Taking your questions in the chat room uh, as we always do. We always welcome that and uh, good to be with you. Some things we're going to try to get to today. A little bit of a leftovers from uh, yesterday's um, Scout's Eye on Football show. A couple of items I want to get to on the show today. We'll talk a little bit about running back evaluations. We'll we'll get into that. We went over quarterbacks. I think that's a good series. Got a lot of feedback. People want to know more. Get a little recruiting updates. Um, uh, Got a question about best players in the NFL heading into this season, regardless of position. And we've got a lot of that up on LandryFootball.com. But we'll touch on some of that. And then, obviously, um, let's see what else. Someone else sent in a question about... um, all-conference teams, who would you put in, in you know the best players in each conference by position? We've got a number of things to get into, so we're going to try to tackle all of that or as much of that as we can and certainly going get to get to all your questions as possible. A reminder of a couple of things. First of all, uh, if you uh, are watching us on YouTube, Facebook, we appreciate it. We'd like to ask you if you could go over to Twitch TV, twitch.tv slash Chris Landry Football, if you don't mind. If if you don't, no problem. Um, follow us there. Um, you know, uh cheers on a few bits. Uh, certainly follow us. We are in this world of different mediums and different platforms, I guess is the best way to describe it. We're in a little bit of a transition. We are um, at least we're gonna take it step by step, but the SEC show that I do every Tuesday and Friday Neil McCready does it with me. We're going to be moving that over to the podcast platform, and we're going to tell you about that, and you know, just subscribe to that so that you'll get the notices every day. You can still watch us live, but for those of you that are listening to us in podcast form, we want to make sure that you continue to do that. We don't want to lose any of you. We want to make sure that you just know where to find us, and this day and age, sometimes that stuff changes, so stay tuned for that. But we're not going anywhere if you're thinking, well, where did Landry Go is just, we're going to be there. Or we'll just show you how to find us. Um, also, a reminder of what we got going on at Landry Football. Going in a lot of different directions here, but um, you can find everything that we do at Landry Football. It's kind of the hub of what we do. Twitch TV and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, at Landry Football's uh, uh, Twitter, Face- Landry Football, Facebook. You can catch all of that at LandryFootball.com if you're not yet a member of LandryFootball.com, uh, the scouting season offer, which we'll flip into a uh, regular season offer so but take advantage of that. The scouting season offer is a really good deal on a year membership. Here's what you get. You get the news and notes, inside information every day, in the college and NFL notebook. You'll get the the roster breakdowns of all the college and NFL programs. You get the different features. Top players by position in the NFL. Top players by position in college. We're going to give you the full breakdown for you. So check it all out at LandryFootball.com today. Uh, Try it for a month. Uh, Get the better deal for a year. Spread the word about what we're doing. Uh, The latest news and notes uh, around... um, college football in the NFL, we keep you up to date every day in our notebook. Um, it's a good way to get a feel for what's going on. Um, and and uh, the news and notes of the day, we keep you up to date as the day kind of goes along and progresses. We've got that for you. So make sure that you check that out. Um, we Biggest news that I get to, the question because we're Chet King and we appreciate you joining us. Um... Today, uh, Wichtet King, and those of you joining us in the chat room, I- I'll mention because one of the big news of the day, um, Ryan Ramcheck got an extension with um, with the Saints, and uh, how good is he in the deal? That the and we're going to see a couple more guys get extensions now with the Saints, kind of spread out over the cap numbers. Uh, but Check King, um, Ryan is outstanding. He's one of the High grade red and in, in uh, a lot of times in the blue grade area, offensive tackles, right tackles in the league. So uh, absolutely outstanding. And in fact, you want to know exactly where he stands and how he's graded out. You can find that out on the list of top graded offensive tackles in the NFL, which I've got going on. We've got some uh, other news around the league that we're we're following. We we keep all of that for yet. Um, Landry football. How are guys in the notebooks. How are guys doing in workouts, in the camp, all those things? We keep you up to date on that. Um, as far as college football, there's even more news in college right now. Uh, today, July 1st, is the first day for name, image, and likeness. Look, we will cover some of the big news. I'm not all that interested in saying, oh, well, did you see that so and so got a deal with Mountain Dew or whatever? I, Okay, whatever, you know, I mean we're gonna have that great congratulations, but um, I'm more interested in how it's gonna have an effect on the sport, on programs, the organization or lack thereof in different programs, Uh, how controllable, how out of of control, um, how organized behind the scenes under the table, because remember, as money can be made, everyone thinks that the players are going to be able to go out on their own, th- that that they're going to have to go out on their own and get this, but they're going to be aided. There's no question they're going to be aided in this process, and you're fooling yourself uh, if you think otherwise. And so how that, what form that takes, and I, this is not going to be like, this is a plan, this is how it's going to be done, and that's where it's going to be. This is going to be, in. in talking to coaches and administrators in college, it's going to be a gradual process day by day, week by week. They're going to have, they're going to put together some rules of each individual school on how we're going to, what the regulations are for us. Who can avoid distractions? uh, What programs are going to have a lot of discipline problems? Well, look at the programs that have discipline problems. Guys that miss meetings, guys that don't do what you expect them to do, what they're supposed to do, well, they're more likely going to have distractions. If, if you give a, players a lot of freedom, they're going to go do what they want. The ones that have more structure, more organization, that has the same repeatable message, those are the ones that are going to realize that football first, do my academics, do what we need to do in both of those areas. That's the priority, and there'll be time and we'll get aided with the name, image, and likeness, and that is all great. But we're not going to have an opportunity for name, image, and likeness if you don't show up for meetings and practice and workouts because on time because you're not going to have a name, image, and likeness opportunity at that point. I think those are, those are going to be things to watch. Some will do a good job of it. Some won't. And I think you have a pretty good idea which ones might do a good job, which ones might have discipline, which ones don't same ones that have discipline or lack discipline in their programs will go forward going forward will have an opportunity I I, I did hear something too that um, and I think this is going to be absolutely the norm in a lot of cases I think it's Fresno State has a couple of either basketball women's basketball players or volleyball players that have signed a deal with is it boost is that the name of the I think it's a, um, I don't know if it's internet or, or cellular service of sorts, whatever. They signed a deal. You, you don't think some of the good-looking girls and their uniforms are not going to attract Of course it does. I mean, they use good-looking women to sell cars and makeup and clothes and you name it. I think you're going to see that. Is everyone going to have that? No. Are they? They're going to have the opportunity to do more if they're willing to do it. I think football and basketball are going to have those opportunities on their own, but I think there are going to be opportunities given to them. So we'll look. We'll follow it as much as it's followable. I want to get into the football part, and that's what I want to uh, want to focus on going forward as much as possible. As it affects the game, as it affects the preparation, as it it affects the overall product, absolutely want to talk about it. But um, other than that, I know it's big news, and it's going to be filled with, hey, did you hear that so-and-so signed with Siltor? Okay, yeah, no, it's going to happen. I don't really care about the details. Um, I think that... um, We're going to see um, probably a lot of announcements. Oh, the other thing I had in my mind, I I lost my train of thought. So as a lot of states have put together their own legislation, you may have heard, and this is important, the NCAA has signed off on the name, image, and likeness, which we told you that they would when the deadline, and the deadline is last night, midnight, flipped over to July 1st. That, so it's no longer a competitive disadvantage if you're in a state that doesn't have legislation. You're going to be allowed to do it. So before in the process of, and again, it just makes you wonder why couldn't they just clean up some of this stuff anyway beforehand now basically what it means is that anybody that's student athlete is 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 okay to go out and do their own deals regardless of which state they're in so there's not going to be a competitive advantage or disadvantage as some thought and i think we all felt like something would be done that at least the ncaa the, the would at least figure this out maybe later than sooner that we can't allow the competitive disadvantage. Now, within each school, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, it plays out, what they're willing to do, and what guidelines, um, what businesses you can get involved in. Don't know. People keep asking me all the time, what's it going to be like? I don't know. Never never been involved in the name, image, and like situation, so can't really answer it. We'll figure it out together. Um, We want to give an update. We give you updates every day in recruiting uh, on LandryFootball.com. A lot of individual stuff, and we kind of factor in what, um, how schools are doing overall. A couple of things to keep in mind, and we always like to to mention this: the schools that do well will typically continue to do well. The on-field success, the on-field support in the program, support staff, the ability to compete for championships, the ability to put players in the NFL, the rich get richer in that regard. As we're talking about name, image, and likeness, no one can go and say, because there's no history of this, you come over here and we can make more money for you than the other school, but in time you're gonna have just that. There's a lot of laws written and rules written about Well, you cannot have a player, you cannot directly represent a player in name, image, and likeness. Of course not. You can't directly. Indirectly, that's going to be funneled, no question about it. What will, you know, it's kind of like saying, and in, in supposedly in recruiting, you're not going to be able to use the name, image, and likeness in recruiting. Of course you are technically you can't but over a period of time said school's going to be able to go in and say you know the average amount of money our players make per month on name image and likeness throughout our roster is x they're going to brag on that just like they say you know we've had 10 first round draft picks over the last three years or whatever the case may be we graduate all our players this is going to be a new recruiting bargain and chip, and who's going to benefit the most? The programs that have the most financial support from his booster faction. Um, this is going to have an impact in recruiting. Right now, as we look at recruiting and want to get into again, move into the football stuff, but I want to put everything in context. Context. Uh, don't get overly excited. Either way, positively or negatively, on recruiting team rankings to this point. Look into the context of how they have done traditionally, and remember that the rankings are going to be directly correlated to how many commitments you have. You got 15 commitments, somebody's got 10, well of course the one with 15 commitments is going to be ranked higher. It's too early. Look at the the amount of quality players they have to this point, and then what we don't know is, are they going to be able to hold on to it through December? And we can anticipate a little bit and, and, and wonder where some of these schools are going to end up in terms of commitments. Um, and what is going to determine that? Well, success on the field, growth on the field past history, recent history, all of that factors in. So, for example, if you were looking at the top class for this year, there's no other way to put it other than to say that Ohio State is leading the way. They got, you know, four five-star guys. They've got five four-star guys. They've got like 15 commitments, and they're really, really good. They're really talented, and based upon their history, they're likely – To finish strong, continue to keep those guys on. Now, Quinn Evers, the Southlake Carroll, the next great Southlake Carroll quarterback, A five-star kid's outstanding. Singletary, the running back from uh, Jacksonville's outstanding. Um, Hicks, the linebacker from uh, Dayton, Ohio's another five-star. Caleb Burton, the receiver from Austin, Texas. A A lot of discussion there with a Texas kid Getting out of away from Texas and Texas AM, going to Ohio State. Also, kid in Jacksonville, secretary. Um, Not going to Florida. Not going in the SEC. Going to Ohio State. Um, gay Powers, uh, four star kid, Maryville kid. So that's a that's a look at some of the guys there. Now, Notre Dame's off to a really good class. Now, they don't have any five stars. they got 11 four stars. That's outstanding. They've got numbers, and they've got quality. Now, Florida State has ranked in the top five with most people. They've got two five stars. They've got five four stars. That's really good. That's seven guys that are really, really good. Now, they've got seven three stars. So, They're getting a bump up with their numbers. But if they stay and get mostly three stars the rest of the way, they're not going to finish anywhere near the top 10 it They'll be a top 20 class, top 15. But how good they are, how good of an overall class, will depend upon how they finish up with the four- and five-star caliber guys. LSU, Georgia... Those schools with, you know, uh, 11 and 12 and 10 commitments, they're going to finish a lot higher. Right now, Alabama's wouldn't even make the top 20. Well, they wouldn't make the top 10. They'd probably be a top 15 class. They've got five four-stars and two five-stars. I mean, Rutgers is ranked ahead of them in recruiting. Where the hell do you think that's going to end in December? Of course, Alabama will end up one, two, or three. Why? Because they'll end up finishing strong. So keep that in mind. Uh, a lot of questions about who's doing well in recruiting. We've had some questions about Florida State. Because I think Florida State is the program. If you, look, if you were to look at it right now, okay, Ohio State, Notre Dame, LSU, Georgia, Texas, Texas A&M, Penn State. But right now, Florida State's ranked really high. Schools like BC and Rutgers are ranked really high. But it's because they got numbers. I mean, BC's got 19 commitments. Well, they got two four-stars, which is really good. They've got 16 three-stars. That's solid for the level that they are, but they're not going to end up with a top-ten class like they are now. They're top-ten because of numbers. Same with Rutgers. Good for what they are, but will not end up with elite classes. So you know, keep that in mind as we go forward. Um, we'll get into any more questions on recruiting. We'll certainly take them here uh, on that. Been asked a, a little bit about kind of taking a look around the country with uh, you know all conference teams, which I'm not really big into all conference teams. Okay, I mean th- those are preseason and expectations. But if I were to kind of go into um, um, the the Power Five leagues, you know you're looking at. Um, you know, the quarterback position wide open in terms of who's the best. You can look at a number of guys. I mean, could it be a Matt Corral? Could it be a Connor Bazelak of Missouri? Um, you've got a couple guys at LSU that are pretty good. Can Emory Jones be a good dual threat guy? Um, Bryce Young at Alabama. I mean, there are a lot of guys. JT Daniels at Georgia may very well be the best. I don't know. Best running back? I can tell you, there's some good ones. There's Kevin Harris. There's Isaiah Spiller. Jerry One is a is a is a really good change of pace guy, but hard to do better than Tank Bigsby of Auburn. Uh, really, really outstanding. I think Brian Robinson's going to have a good year at Alabama. I think uh, Zamir White, Chris Rodriguez of Kentucky, very underrated. Um, wide receiver. Kayshawn Booty of LSU. Blaylock at Georgia. Wally at Mississippi State. I think Eric Gilbert of Georgia. Traylon Burks. Maybe the best of them all: uh, Anaya Smith, Karis Jackson at Georgia, um, Amir Abdul Rahim of of, of Vanderbilt, really really good. John Mechie is one of the really good ones. Wandale Robinson, the transfer from Nebraska, over at um, uh, one of the uh, uh, one of the best transfer guys from Nebraska over at Kentucky. Cam Johnson of Vanderbilt. Tight ends, Um, kind of a lean year. Remember, Eric Gilbert's not a tight end is going to play receiver. So the true tight end would be Wiedemeyer from A&M. I think Billingsley of Alabama is really good. I think Darnell Washington of Georgia is a good inline tight end. And I think the South Carolina kid, Tony Muse, is very, very good. Um... Offensive tackle, uh, probably, I think, Evan Neal and Darren Kennard of Kentucky, I think. Echo at guard at Alabama. Schaefer at Georgia is really good. The, the best center, I think, is the kid from Missouri. Um, it's really, really good. Defensive line, white side of Missouri is really good. Um, Fidarius Mathis of Alabama is really good. Uh, I think probably the best defensive lineman maybe a candidate for best defensive player in the league would be DeMarvin Leal, uh, Texas A&M. Will Anderson of Alabama is really good. Um, linebacker, I think, Nekobe Dean of Georgia. Uh, Mike Jones of LSU. Um, Derek Stingley did not grade out well last year, but there's nobody as talented is Derek Stingley in college football at corner. He's a an elite talent that just, they were so poorly coached last year. We're talking about an elite guy that can do everything at corner. Outstanding. Um, imagine with, and I think uh, Eli Ricks of LSU, maybe the second or third best. LSU's corners are by far the best in the country. Uh, Career Elam of Florida is in that group as well. Emerson, kid at Mississippi State, Pritchard at Auburn, um, McCreary at Auburn, um, Josh Job at Alabama, I'll mention, Jordan Battle, I love at safety, um, the NM kid, Richardson, the Lewis, kid at Georgia, Christopher Smith at Georgia, really, really good. Um, so those are some of the guys that that uh, I think are certainly in the SEC. Um, in the Big Ten, I don't know how many conferences, we'd we go into maybe a few of them. Quarterbacks, interesting. That's another league. Is Who's the key guy? Who's the best guy? Got Michael Penix coming back. I think C.J. Stroud of Ohio State, maybe as good as any, but hasn't done it yet. Graham Mertz, who will step up and be a difference maker at Wisconsin or not. Tanner Morgan, a lot of experience. Um, running backs like Noah Kane at Penn State. I like the Harveth kid at Purdue. Love the Ibrahim kid at Minnesota. And I think Chase Brown's pretty good. I think Kenneth Walker of Michigan State's good. Lovett's good. Haskins at Michigan's good. Goodson is good at Iowa. A Receiver, boy, Ohio State flavor. I mean, my God. Olave, Wilson, really, really good. I probably could fit David Bell in the conversation at the top. But Foble of Indiana, Bo Melton of Rutgers, um, Demas of Maryland's really good. Dotson at Penn State's good. Ronnie Bell of Michigan's good. Milton Wright's also good. Otman Bell at Minnesota. Uh, Smith Najibi at Ohio State. Rakeem Jarrett at Maryland. Those are some, some really good ones there. See your questions there, Tony. Uh, we'll get to that uh, in, in a bit. Um, tight ends. That intrigue me. In the Big Ten, uh, Jake Ferguson Sam Laporta of Iowa, uh, Ferguson of of of, um, of Wisconsin, Laporta of Iowa, Daniel Barker of um, Illinois, uh, Hendershot of Indiana is really good um, on the on the offensive line. Thaler Mumford at Ohio State's outstanding. Um, Friar of Ohio State's outstanding. Beach of Wisconsin's really good. Um, Fiali of Minnesota is really good. Uh, Skaronski of Northwestern's really good. Uh, these are the tackles that I like the most. Blaze Andries of Minnesota's really good. Logan Bruss of Wisconsin. Stuber of Michigan. Guard I like shot at Iowa. I like Witt at Purdue. I like Duplain at Michigan State. Miranda at Penn State. Um, I like like Cessner of Wisconsin. I like uh, Hostage at uh, Purdue. Uh, Olson at Minnesota. Shrugs at Penn State. Um, best center is Linderbaum of, of Iowa, uh, Kramer of Illinois, uh, John Michael Smith of Minnesota, Gus Hardwick at Purdue, um, defensive tackle Haskell Garrett of Ohio State, uh, Keanu Benton of Wisconsin, um, Ben Steely of Nebraska is really good, uh, Aiden Hutchinson at defensive end is really good, Tyreek Smith, next great one at Ohio State, Zach Harrison, um, JoJo Dolman at Nebraska is a really good linebacker, as is McFadden at Indiana. Uh, like the Mullen, um, Tawan Mullen at Indiana at corner. Reese Taylor at Indiana. A.J. Hampton at Northwestern. Riley Moss at Iowa. Uh, Brandon Joseph at Northwestern. Uh, Jaquin Brisker at Penn State. Some really good ones. Uh, so those are some of the, the guys that I would, would say in the Big Ten that jump out. Um... Who else could we uh, – well, ACC, uh, you know, that's uh, certainly – I would probably put Sam Howell, um, uh, Ugelele, Eric Dierking, um, the quarterbacks to jump out. The the running back that – maybe a guy that you don't know as much about that you probably should know about coming into this season. And and we lost some really good backs. Remember, ATN and the North Carolina backs – we lost some really good backs in the ACC. But Zonovan Knight of NC State is one of the more elusive black backs around. I've talked about him over at LandryFootball.com. Get to know him. I think Jordan Mason of Georgia Tech's good. To Ophelia of Florida State's good. And then Ty Chandler is coming back at North Carolina. I think Jameer Gibbs gives Georgia Tech another good running back. Um, for Clemson, Lynn J. Dixon, they hope, is the next Travis Etienne. Sean Tucker from Syracuse is a good player. Mateo Durant at Duke's really good. Uh, Receiver, Justin Ross uh, at Clemson's just outstanding. Uh, Jaquari Robinson of uh, Wake Forest is really good. Trey Turner at Virginia Tech. Rambo at Miami. uh, Green at Wake Forest. Wake's got a good receiving core. Uh, Billy Camp at Virginia. uh, Harley at Miami. Uh, Joe Nott at Clemson could be really good. Zay Flowers of Boston College, very, very good. Um, uh, the kid at NC State, um, Uh Jordan Addison at Pitt, who I've talked a lot about last year. Is really good player. Tavion Robinson at Virginia Tech. Tight end, really, I think the kid at Virginia Tech, James Mitchell, is... Got some big playability, but not a lot of consistency coming back at that position. Um, on the offensive line, Jordan McFadden at Clemson, Uwano um, at NC State's really good. Vrabel at BC. Uh, we'll have more on that when we break down BC. Devontae Taylor at Florida State. Williams at Miami. Grant Gibson. At NC State, a, a really good interior offensive lineman, Johnny Jordan. At, at Virginia Tech, Cole Bentley at Louisville is pretty good. Lindstrom is is one of the absolute best in the country, interior offensive lineman at BC. As uh, is Zeon Johnson, very very good there. Defensively, Brian Breezy of Clemson is a name you need to know and remember. He's the next great one there. Pitt does a good job developing on their defensive line. I think Keyshawn Camp and particularly Kalaji Kansi are really, really good. Uh, Fiamu of Virginia is good. Uh, Jade uh, Silvera at Miami is good. Corey Durden at NC State. Tyler Davis at Clemson. The Danielson kid at Pitt's really good too. Miles Murphy is outstanding at Clemson. Um, I'm hoping that Georgia Tech can get good play out of Keon White and Virginia out of Noah, Noah Taylor. Uh, Stephon Thompson at Syracuse. Valdez at BC, um, Dominic at Georgia Tech, and uh, Kingsley uh, Jonathan at Syracuse, and uh, Fox at North Carolina. Uh, Cam Bright's a good linebacker um, at Pitt. Um, Skalski at Clemson's back and really, really good. Um, the Wake Forest gets some really good. The corners. North Carolina continues to do a pretty good job. Storm Duck is really good. Tory Grimes at Carolina is really good. Williams at Pitts, really good. Dorian Strong's really good. Uh, Waller at Virginia Tech's really good. Carson at Wake Forest, really good. Um, Nolan Turner. Uh, Kevin Turner's son, by the way, uh, if you remember the, the Alabama fullback, uh, is really developed into a good player. Kendrick Duncan at Louisville, Deion Jones of B.C., uh, Jamie Robinson of Florida State, uh, Thomas at Georgia Tech, Yaseer Green at Wake, uh, Andre Booth at Clemson uh, can play a number of different roles. So those are um, those are are, um, are some thoughts there. Uh, let's get to a couple more and I'm going to get to some questions. I see uh, Tony and, and Blake. Morning Blake is joined in. So who haven't I went over the um it's, it's to go maybe a little Pac-12. Uh, let's let finish up with those and let's we'll move on. We'll get to get to some of the others. I tell you, I think Keaton Slovis of USC is outstanding. I know there's a lot of talk about the Arizona State quarterback and Jaden Daniels. I think Slovis is the best. Um, I think Daniels is in the mix. I think Dylan Morris is good at Washington. Washington's a team that's a bit of a sleeper. If if uh, you want to, you don't follow the Pac-12 very well. Washington teams to look out for. They'll have a better season and surprise some folks in a positive sense. Chase Garbers of Cal's pretty good. One of the more unherited running backs in the country. Uh, not to mention the the, the Pac-12 is is uh, Max Borgia of Washington State's really good. C.J. Verdell at Oregon's good. Uh, the Arizona State uh, kid, uh, Treanum, is good. Wiley at Arizona's good. Rashad White at Arizona State's good. Britton Brown for Chip Kelly's good. Deion McIntosh of Washington State's really good. Fenwick of Oregon State's a really good player. Um, uh, Let's see, where do we go? Receivers. Drake London at USC. Kyle Phillips of UCLA. Uh, Britton Covey at Utah, really good. Uh, Keokal Crawford of Cal. Brew McCoy at USC. Uh, the Wilson kid at Stanford, KD Nixon at USC are some of the guys. Um, tackle, uh, like the Deesh kid at Arizona State, the Abraham Lucas at Washington State. Um, Saffel, interior offensive lineman at Cal's really good. Foresight at Oregon's really good. And Nathan Eldred at Oregon State for Jonathan Smith is a really good interior offensive lineman. Donovan West at Arizona State's really good. And I don't know. What this Oregon State team is going to look like this year, with all the off the recent off the field situations, but they've got good talent. Um, Bainavalu of UW is really good. Ryan Walk of Oregon is really good. Um, defensively, the Jermaine Low kid of Arizona State's really good. Brett Johnson of Cal's really good. Uh too of is really good. Sandberg Simon Sandberg of Oregon's really good. Thomas Booker's really really good. Um, uh, Vince Morala of Utah is good. Um, of course, you know I, on the outside, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, Mitchell Gundy of UCLA, Terrence Lang of Colorado, Drake Jackson of USC is an elite player that has really good future at the next level. Needs to be a little bit more consistent. Ryan Bowman of Washington is really good. Carson Wells at Colorado, uh, Figueroa at USC is really good. Uh, Tufu at Utah is really good. The Washington linebacker, um, uh, Ulafoshu is probably the best. Devin Lloyd of Utah, though, is really good. Corner, uh, the McDuffie kid at Washington. The Kel Wright at Oregon. Isaiah Lewis at Colorado. Uh, Quentin Lake at UCLA is really good. And uh, I think the McKay Blackman kid at Colorado is good. Those are some, and we'll get into more, maybe, um, maybe get into the rest of them another time. I probably spent a little bit too much time on that. I um, want to move on to a couple of questions and then get into a couple of more things. Uh, Blake says, Charles Cross. Oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't mention him. And they're not a complete list, so it's just kind of uh, just um, names that uh, I was thinking about. <clears throat> Tony says, uh, wondering what your ranking of the top 10 GM the league are. Let me give some thoughts to that. Tony, it's a good question. I'm going to make a note. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to I need to put that out there. In fact, I'm going to do a post on that on Landry football, and then I will, when I go back, think about it a little bit more, my answers may a little different, so I don't want to contradict myself. Um, if I were going to look and see, just though to, <clears throat> just to kind of break my brain and while looking at the teams and making sure that... Um, Let me just tell you this, and it's not a ranking. Right now, Buffalo's doing a good job. I think the Dolphins are doing a pretty good job. I think New England does a really good job. Baltimore, because Ozzie's still involved, does a good job. I think the Browns are improving. I think the Steelers do a nice job. The Colts have done a nice job. Um, I think the Chiefs have done a good job with Brett. Um, I think the Chargers do a really nice job. I think... Um tell you I, I I didn't set it out this way, but a lot of a lot of teams um just happens to be in think about the NFC teams. Uh, Dallas, no, very inconsistent. I think I think Dave Gettleman does a better job with the Giants than people think, but I wouldn't put him the top ranked Philly, no. Washington better, but not Hasn't been good. Chicago's been inconsistent. Detroit, no. Green Bay's been very spotty. Minnesota's had to rebuild. Atlanta's under a new group. Carolina is, I think, doing a pretty good job. The Saints do a good job. Look, the Bucks. you're talking about a place that that GM was going to get fired. Signed Tom Brady, a lot of pieces around him, all of a sudden the genius. Um, I think the Niners, I think the Seahawks, I think the Saints do a really good job in the NFC. Wow. I mean, if I were going to talk about teams, I just went over a few teams in the AFC that I think have done a good job. And not there's not as many in the NFC that I would say or has done as good a job. Just like to look at the... When I get asked a question like that, I just kind of look at the have a visual look at the team because obviously you can go through 32 teams and look at it and say... I, I'll go through that list, um, and I'll put that up, and I'll talk about it on a future, I'd say here's the best, uh, and, and I'll put them in category, because some do a really good job behind the scenes, like for example, in San Francisco, a guy like John Lynch gets a lot of credit when the, the real guy that does the, the majority of the work that's responsible for their success is uh, more, uh, more Adam Peters. So I think understanding that is an important part too. So we'll get into that. Uh, Blake says Mullen, uh, mean Dan Mullen will have some breakout players that we not- Oh, look, I'm going to tell you, I-, I was just mentioning some names. That's not a complete list. Florida's receivers are scary fast, scary good, and yes, the offensive guys. I've mentioned this, and I was talking about this the other day. I don't know that <clears throat> there are many people that are the equal, or even close to Dan Mullen, on taking what he has personnel-wise and constructing from a personnel grouping and a play design and play call standpoint things that work well. Like, for example, he likes to run the football a lot. He didn't run it as much last year. Why? Got the quarterback, pitch, got things going. Um... He really, really does a good job with that. You are absolutely right. Those receivers are going to be making a bunch of plays. I think the whole key for them is they got to run the football a little better this year, and I think they're going to emphasize it because I don't think they're going to throw it as well. I think they'll have big plays in the passing game. I don't think they're going to be able to force people to defend the pass like they did last year. Meaning, I think that You came out with the idea that you have to take away the passing game, and that opened up some other things. I think this year, they're going to have to run, and that's where their success or lack thereof in the passing game is going to come from. Run the football and be more productive in the red zone is going to be the key. And then the big key for them is defensively. They got eaten up. Breaking down tape and going over the film grade notes from last year. Florida, they got eaten up at defensive tackle. People ran right at them. If that doesn't change, Florida is going to take a step back and maybe a significant one. Um, I don't know. that Last year, they were able to overcome some things. And I think that when you studied Florida, the overall record didn't look as good as, as how the product looked on film. And they were able to win games and take over games, and that's what your job is as a coach. But overall, if the passing game struggles and they can't run it as well and they can't defend the run, well, they're not going to have a bad year. But I think right now, it's it is very unlikely that they beat Alabama or Georgia. Um, very unlikely. Now we'll we'll see by the time they get ready to play Georgia, we'll assess the teams at that point. But I think you're starting the year with a two-loss at best type of year. We'll see. We'll see. Um. Blake says, "If it's the uh, if you had to pick the spread for Week Two, NC State at, at Mississippi State, what would it be? Um, Mississippi State <clears throat> by four. I think I think that um, they've got a little more. They've got more talent, um, and I think I think that would be the do. I think it's a closer game than people think. I think at home, I would give them four to six is probably where I would would say." on that. Um, not not a great odds guy, but that's where I see the personnel. Blexis Carolina has been doing a better job as of late. Well, they've been doing a different job, no question. Um, they've gone defense the last couple of years. It's only the second one, so we're going to see how much better they get. I, I do like some of the moves that they've made, but let's see how it goes going forward. Um, Rich says, as a scout, have you encountered scouts from different sports before such as basketball, baseball, and hockey? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Spent a lot of time, made a lot of friends. I spent a lot of time with Jerry West over the years when he was a general manager of the Lakers, kind of discussing discussing how a lot of things. Um, spent a lot of time with some baseball guys. Spent some time with some hockey guys. Uh, the, the hockey guys spend so much time in foreign countries, a lot of the baseball scouts too as well but yeah it's a it's um it's different um but it is really interesting to see how they do their work uh and it's um, uh, it's a lot of fun blake also mentions about the titans yeah i think the titans have been pretty solid i think they've got a solid roster a good team they, they've taken a little bit of a step back defensively though so we'll see how it plays out <clears throat> um what is the pay rate for a scouts in the NFL back in the '80s and '90s compared to what it did? it's gotten a lot better. Um, it's 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 not good. I mean, it's it, it really uh, depends on the organization, but it's not that. Um, it's it's um, the the pay has gone up. I would say probably doubled from. Uh, more than double in the 80s. Look, I'm going to tell you, coaches, you know, like when in the 80s, you were coaching in the SEC, you were an offensive coordinator, you were making sixty to $75,000 a year. I mean, if you made $80,000, if you were like really been there a long time and been really good. Think about that now. When you got coordinators making 2000000 a year, the high mark was 80, 85 you didn't make six figures as a coordinator you might have a guy that's been there you know 15 20 25 years and is great maybe get up to the six figures um, that same rates kind of ch- and they don't the Scouts don't make as much so it's not not nearly as good granham is a good defensive coordinator. well at times he has been um, <laughs> I, 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 I guess I guess that's the the baby. I, uh, here's what I think on, on Granham. And there was a lot of criticism last year. Last year, Florida's defense was actually, people say they did too much. They didn't do enough. They were not complex enough. They didn't have the personnel to run what Todd wanted. And Mullen is a tough guy to work with and work for. And Granham's got a big ego. And stubborn as all get out. So that led to a lot of issues. And like on third down, they were so vanilla, because they had to be, and they couldn't match up. Now the secondary, they always have guys that can run, they can always have guys that can cover. They didn't have the juice in the pass rush. They couldn't do all the things that they wanted to do. And therefore, they were very ne- vanilla, and people just in some cases outscored them. And again, when you can run right at them and you can't get any push, um... Ty Granham has coached better defenses um, than, than last year, but he certainly was not able to. He's not what you'd call the most flexible guy that can do different things. Kind of like Dave Aranda didn't have a lot of personnel and had a ton of injuries in the National Championship year two years ago at LSU. LSU won with their offense, yes, but what people forget is how well that defense played down the stretch to get off the field in crucial moments. They they stopped an Oklahoma offense. They stopped the Clemson offense. Yeah, the LSU offense stole the show and they were the big winner, but if it's not for the LSU defense, that they're, they're still trying to figure out, you know, it's just running out of time. LSU got stops. Florida couldn't get enough stops consistently on a big time level. And look, they, they didn't show up for the LSU game, and there are a lot of things that went happen. And, LSU's a talented team. LSU puts it together. Florida doesn't show up. You end up with an embarrassing loss, and you take yourself out of the national picture. That's kind of what happened to Florida. I thought that they were a little bit fool's gold. Uh, Blake says, Georgia fans don't believe the Eastern Division is Mullins until Florida gets rid of him. Um, (laughs) Look, this will be determined over time. Georgia's got the better-looking program in terms of talent. Florida's got to get that talent level where they're recruiting at the same, in the same category as Georgia, um, Alabama, you, you just even LSU. Um, and, and you know, I I, I think that Georgia is—they got better defensive talent. They play better on defense. They're better on defense offensively, they've been lacking. And I think because they've been so one-sided, this is where, if you can kind of crack the code a little bit, they've not had other ways to beat you. You know, we'll see if George is taking that step. I like the consistency of a program because you can fix and tinker. Tinkering, you can go from, boy, really good to that next step. You're, you're, when you're that close, it's one thing. When you're when you're having to have drastic changes, that's not as impressive to me. So, um, so that's it. I think Granham's son won an Addy night. Is that right? I, I didn't realize Granham's son was on the, the Mississippi State. Congratulations to Mississippi State. By the way, I think that is the last school in the SEC to win a team national championship. Every other school I was thinking about this. I just, I don't have any anything official, but I've gone through every school has won some sort of title. The only, the only one I had to think about was Missouri. But if you think about it, Missouri won. Um, they've had it. They've had a couple of titles. I know they've won. In fact, they've won one in baseball back, I don't know, in the fifties or something, and they've won some a track one. It was all big. Well, actually, though, they haven't won a national title since they've been in the SEC. So, Missouri's won a national title as part of the Big 12. So, I guess, I don't think they've won a national title in anything, Missouri, since they've been in the SEC. Now, South Carolina has. uh, A&M has. Because, remember, they won... um, they won basketball a couple of years ago. They won. They won, they won under Pat Henry. Um, track and field, anyway. Mississippi State winning their first team title in history. So um, we'll see. Oh, what? Do, 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 do. Many Diaz, Jeff Collins, both products of Mullen. Um, yeah. No. Look, I mean, I think that there's uh, Manny's. I'm still. Um, Jury's still out on him. Consistency issue there. I'm concerned. Jeff Collins, I am I a big believer. I, full disclosure, I recommended to Georgia Tech high. I thought Jeff Collins was an ideal fit. An ideal fit. And I'm not backing off of it, but i got to tell you, it's been slow. I mean, I knew it would be slow. It's been slower than I thought. Slower than I thought to get that thing going. Um, I think Tech takes a step, but I just... I don't know that the record's going to reflect it as much as you think. Uh, Rich Coach, what was your scouting evaluation about? Haynesworth out of Tennessee. Daniel Graham out of Colorado. Uh, Haynesworth was a uh, bit of a problem at Tennessee, but a real big-time talent. Daniel Graham was a big physical tight end that was good at the line of scrimmage. Santana Moss was a jitterbug. Uh, Collins, the better of the two. Ole Miss, not conning women's golf. Well, Ole Miss... But you got to count women's golf. I mean, that happened this year, by the way. That happened like a few weeks ago. That's something, right? Everybody's won something. Um, so you got to give them credit there. A couple of uh, questions here. want to get to this. I guess I'm not going to have the time. Oh, we'll we get to this. Um, who are the best? Who are this. I wrote this down. This came on. Where is it? It's about the best. Uh, can you go over where you think? Is the best players in the NFL, regardless of position? Okay, so I, I'm guessing you're talking about who's the best players in the league. Um, yeah, uh, Blake says, talking about Jeff Collins. It, it, it's the Navy offense that he's having to adjust. There's no doubt. That's why I said Jeff Collins had at least two years to change over the roster because, I mean, they didn't have any tight. I mean, they, they, they couldn't do anything. I mean, they. I think it's getting better, but they're going to want to see more wins. We're going to see how this plays out. Uh, best players in the NFL. Look, it's not—it's different than who's. If who would you rather have? You—you're you, going to want to have a Patrick Mahomes. You're going to want to have a great quarterback. You're going to want to start with that, no doubt. That's not—I'm not, not taken with the questions. Is. Question is, Who's the best player? The guy that's graded out the best and most consistent for years now is Aaron Donald. He has been the best player in the league at what he does. And he's at an impactful position. No, I wouldn't take him over a quarterback if you're starting a team. A great one. Aaron Donald's been the most consistent best player for a long time. I mean, he's just been under... He is a guy that everybody talks about how great he is. He is a lot better than people think. Um you know, people will talk about how great a J.J. White is. And they, there is no question. Um, you know, people talk about all he does is rush the Aaron Donald is the best pass-rushing defensive tackle in the league. Aaron Donald, to the fans in the media that they don't understand this, Aaron Donald is the best run-defending defensive tackle in the league. People don't know that. Uh, he does the best at penetrating and disrupting plays in the backfield. Now, he does it differently. He's not. a, he's a one-gap player. He's, he's the best player in the league and has been for a while. I would probably put Mahomes in that group um, in terms of just an, a great, great player that you know, just, you know, again, um, not the most important position even on the offensive line. Quentin Nelson is just, he's the best interior offensive lineman we got in football. Uh, He's not as valued as a tackle position. This guy is just phenomenal. I think he can throw... I mean, last year, the best-graded receiver was Devontae Adams. I think he's really, really good. Uh, Kelsey's obviously really good. Kelsey is the more higher-graded player in the passing game. Kittle is the more complete, can do both for you of the two. Um... I think Khalil Mack is still doing the best job on the edge of anybody. The most complete linebacker that's everybody, they ask the most of them is Bobby Wagner. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is certainly in this group. Um, I would put T.J. Watt very high among impactful players. Um, Derrick Henry is as good a feature back as you have. Um Zach Martin is a really good interior offensive lineman. I thought Jair Alexander graded out as good as any corner in the league last year. Tackles probably Bakhtiari of the Packers. Jalen Ramsey is another guy, great one at uh, at the Rams. Kent DeAndre Hopkins, how good is he? Tyree Kill, the Chiefs, different guy. I'm looking at receivers. I'm looking at different type guys. Um, I'm looking at the X guy. I'm looking at the slot guy. The speedster, smaller speedster, Tyra Kills, the best of that group. I tell you who's great, um, great defensive tackle is Chris Jones of the Chiefs. Just outstanding. Um, Joey Bosa's outstanding. Fred Warner's a good linebacker. Um, safeties, I tell you who's really graded out well. And I liked him coming out of Boston College. I gave him a 6 grade. A high second round value. He is graded out better in the he's graded out some of the blue areas, high red. It's Justin Simmons of the Broncos. He's been outstanding. Uh, Miles Garrett, remember all the criticism that, that he got. He played with a high ankle sprain and last year at AM. He has really graded out well for the Browns. He's he's their best player. Uh, Trent Williams is outstanding for the Niners. Dalvin Cook, when he's healthy, grades out as good as any running back in the league. He's just not as healthy. Uh, I'd probably put Nick and Joey Bosa in that group. Uh, we just somebody asked about Ramchek, and he was in the news. He certainly be one of those guys. Oh, listen, uh, We can go on and on and on. Um, you know, it's just um, it's just a, a, a really uh, Harrison Smith, the Notre Dame safety from Minnesota. It's been as good a safety as we've seen in the league uh, for a number of years now. Um, outstanding, just outstanding talent. Uh, Cam Hayward's really good uh, defensive tackle. Um, who else i am trying to go over a position to that I forget? Well, Eric Kendricks of the Vikings. Uh, Allen Robinson of the Bears, really, really good player. Julio Jones now with the Titans if he can stay healthy. Um, Nick Chubb of the Browns, certainly on the short list of best backs in the league. Uh, we just talked a little bit about the Titans. How about Julio and A.J. Brown? Can they stay healthy? That's scary. Alvin Kamara, certainly one of the best players i i think in terms of quarterbacks i think josh allen is very very good um who else let's see up again the browns with the john johnson in the secondary um grady jarrett has been a consistently good player for the falcons armstead you know the saints have got in great tackles they've got a great receiver um you know those are some guys it's not a complete list um Levante David, I think, has been long underrated. So that's not a complete list, but hope that gives you an idea. Um, Jeffrey Simmons, a really good player. Montez Sweat, uh, good players as well. Wouldn't put them as high as some of the guys that I mentioned, but they they definitely, Simmons actually belongs in that list. Uh, Sweat, both of them do. Both of them are outstanding, no question about it. we are running a little late, a little long here. I'm going to get to the evaluation of running backs. Um, actually, we'll see um, if I can do that uh, real quick. If, I, if if we want to talk a little bit about running backs, one of the things that I that I will say, and we'll do this kind of quick, and maybe over time, we'll get into um, maybe the best way to go about evaluating uh, running backs and in other positions. Uh, going forward. But when you look at running backs, it, the critical factors there maybe are a little bit different than people think. Um, first of all, it is a position that relies a lot on the speed, quickness, explosiveness. Uh, I think the most important physical drill that we have in evaluating those guys um, is is looking at um, the 3 cone drill. I want the ability to maintain balance. I want to have explosion. Um, to be a great running back, you got to have great balance. you got to have great vision. you got to know where to run. Um, to be special, you got to be versatile enough to play effective on every down. The best backs are highly, highly competitive. I've seen guys that are really good that have all those skill sets, but they're not as competitive in certain situations. So, The athletic ability for a running back, it's initial quickness, it's explosiveness off the ball quickness, the ability to pick and slide, the quickness to the corner, the cutting ability, stride and elusiveness, the darting or weaving, the agility is the ability to accelerate into the hole. The balance is the ability to turn the corner and get upfield, run under his pads. Um, Then the second thing I'm looking for in terms of critical factors, is strength and explosion. Strength is the power and strength as an inside runner, breaking tackles, the ability to get short yardage, be your own blocker, extra yardage on his own. Explosiveness, the surge into blocks, the ability to turn up field and explode through a hole. Uh, playing speed, that's the speed of the player and bads on the field. Quickness out of the blocks, quickness after the start, or what we call second gear. Change of direction, Stride and fluidity. The length of the stride. The type of runner. Is he long or short? Smooth or loose? Is he tight or does he labors? That's what we're looking for. Competitiveness. Toughness and intensity. Very misunderstood and very often misevaluated, Physically and mentally. Is he a clutch player? Does he win at all costs? Does he want to be the best? I mean, you watch Walter Payton. He had some of the things I just talked about that son of a gun, God rest his soul, and a lot of the great ones, they were absolutely a terror on the field. They wanted to initiate contact and make you pay. They wanted to be the best. They wanted it in the clutch. Work ethic. They bring the best on the field. All great competitors have productions. I look at avoidance yards, yards after contact. Those two things are really important. Size meet the minimum requirements. Remember, height is not size; it's height. It's the type of bill. I study the definition of the ankles, the calves, the thighs, the hips, the chest, the shoulders, the necks, the arms. Does he have growth potential? Or are they fully bulked? The position specifics, the instincts, the initial quickness. Where's the face move? First move off the ball. Is he a natural runner? Does he have a visual feel for blockers, angles, holes? Uh, That's what I'm looking for. Um, Hands. Soft hands, hard hands. Does he trap it, catch it out of frame? You're not going to be effective on the swing routes or the screen routes. If you're a double catch of the ball, you're going to be looking down, you're going to lose your stride, and that's the difference between having an angle on you defensively or not. they have small hands, big hands. Uh, how does the ball sound when they hit the hands? What, what are you talking about? Yeah. Soft hands, the ball caress, it's like a, like hitting cotton. Hard hands, balls bounce out. Blocking. Inside, outside, pass blocker, run blocker. The ability to adjust the movement. Not just the willingness to tackle, but the willingness Um to adjust the movement. Elusiveness. Can you make people miss? Is he a daughter or a weaver? Uh, What type of cuts? Does he have change of direction and balance? Ball security. Is he a fumbler? Why? Is he missing missing pressure points? Does he lack courage? Is he careless? Does he have a physical makeup issue? Why is he a fumbler? Got to correct it. Can it be corrected? Durability. Ability to deliver and take a pounding and come back and run just as hard and decisive. Can he play well hurt? Don't tell me he can line up and play. Can he play well hurt? That's important. It's the shortest lifespan of any position in pro ball. Um, It's a crash and burn position. you got to play with hurts. Um, Inside run, outside run skills. Inside. Can you pick and slide and hit the hole quickly? Okay, that's what you, the patience and vision to read blocks and burst through the hole, and the quickness to avoid onto the second level. Outside speed is speed to the corner, accelerate around the corner. You know, they're trying to set contain, you got to beat contain. Quick cutting ability back inside. If you can only go outside, well, then you can get the good angle on a guy that can't cut back. You have the ability to cut back. It's hard to get good angle. You have to have multiple guys to help the angle. And then power. Breaks tackles. Short yardage. Effectiveness. Um, Extra yards on his own. Special teams. Can he return? Can he cover? Can he be a protection specialist? Those things are important. Uh, For fullbacks, real quick, you want intelligence, blocking. You must love to block ball security, size, toughness, durability. Hands, believe it or not, are very important. Inside runner, um, yards after the catch in a swing route, strength and explosion, initial quickness—those are the things. So those are the qualities you look for there. So we head out the door. Blake says, "Do you think Kylin Hill will contribute for the Packers immediately?" I think he'll contribute pretty early. Yes, I think there's room for it to do so. The they'll work with them, obviously, with with the, with Aaron. And I think the fact that you've got Devontae is going to open up some things for him. The big thing for receivers is side adjustments. Um, So when you've got a quarterback that's really skilled at making adjustments at the line of scrimmage based on coverage, the biggest thing for these young guys is to understand coverages and understanding where you need to adjust your route to. And so that's going to determine whether you get the ball or not because are you in the right place or not how quickly he can learn that, because obviously coming from the offense that he's come from, at least the recent one under Mike, the very, very limited route tree. More limited than most. So uh, it's going to be adjustment, but he's a good kid. I know he works hard. Um, All that's good. So I I think he'll contribute and help them early. Folks, appreciate your time, appreciate your patience taking taking me over. We've gone uh, about an hour and ten minutes here. Can't tell you how much we appreciate you. We're gonna. I'm gonna be back with you tomorrow for SEC football and beyond. Doing it solo, Nick and uh, uh, Neil. Nick Neil is out um, again, vacationing uh, with the, with his son. Um, we'll take you through SEC. We'll get into some breakdowns of some things. Uh, we really appreciate everybody. Blake, appreciate you asking the questions. Um, and, and you're participating in the show. Woodchett King, thank you as well. Rich Coates, thank you. Rich always brings it uh, with some unique questions. To Tony starting us off with some good questions um, as well. And um, Appreciate everybody joining us. Spread the word. Check out LandryFootball.com. Spread the word. Exciting things coming, as I mentioned, as we're going to transition with the SEC show first. With the Podcast Park group, we're going to really start to have a lot of fun. And we're working on that to kick that uh, all off before the start of the football season. We've got some other things planned that we can't quite get into yet part of the podcast group with part of Southern Sports Today. You're familiar with Southern Sports Today, the Chuck Oliver show that comes on at, a, at 12 noon Eastern time every day on the Chris Landry Twitch channel. We're going to be partnering with Southern Sports Today and part of the podcast part group out of Atlanta, Dickey Broadcasting. They will be um, producing and promoting the podcast, the SEC podcast. And hopefully when we get time to transition uh, we're going to be um, we're going to be taking over this podcast and um, the 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 Scouts Eye podcast. We're, we're going to figure out if we're going to do both of them, one of them. We'll be getting your feedback on that. We're going to see what they want to do as well. But we're going to be doing that, and also be doing some more podcasts, maybe some school oriented podcasts. So anyway, we're really excited about that. We're trying to get as much of that nailed down as possible before the start of the football season, um, and I think. That, uh, I know that starting uh, next week the 12th uh, is when we're gonna supposedly be debuting with the podcast park group nothing will change you can still catch us the way we are but we're going to ask you to sign up if you would for the uh, and we'll explain where that is' just to subscribe which doesn't cost anything but it certainly help our numbers and, and help us grow a little bit so appreciate your patience appreciate your support um, we're looking to grow this and uh, we, we do it. Uh, it's fun. It's really fun to be able to talk with all of you, participate, you uh, being with us uh, on, on this uh, show. Talk to you tomorrow on SEC Football or Beyond, same time. Take care, everybody.